This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why the Last Man is finally on FX Hulu. We've got a brand new Hawkeye trailer hitting Disney Plus a lot sooner than I thought. And uh, we're going to have some reactions for it. We're also going to eulogize Norm MacDonald, the legend, gone too soon. And we're going to take all of your questions for The Boys Club. That's right. It's a brand new Boys Club. We're going to be joined by Shane, Derek, Matt, and newcomer Nick on a brand new Geekscape. Coming right up. So drop those questions in the chat. Here we go. Hey, Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan London. And on this show, we like to talk about movies, video games, comic books, pop culture, all that stuff that's fit to be crammed into Comic-Con. But we haven't been to a Comic-Con in well over a year because of this damn pandemic. And y'all are probably being like, hey, I want my Geekscape right away. And you're like a day late, London. What happened? Well, the truth is, I got my ass kicked this weekend. Um, I like to do that thing called ultra running, and I went up to a race on Saturday, and I got about two loops into a three-loop course that was psychotic, and I said, nope, no, 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 I ain't going for loop number three. Um, That course kicked my ass. Um, But the good news is it was in beautiful San Luis Obispo. I had lots of fun actually running it, which sounds weird because it broke me. Um, but I stopped before it got too bad. And I, uh, I know my limits geeks gave us, I'm a 42 year old man and I was not doing any of this fitness stuff when I started this podcast 15 years ago. So y'all have been there for me on my fitness journey. You'll have witnessed it if you've been a long time listener. And, uh, the other thing is I got a shout out to somebody who did finish the race, our good Frank Sanders in Long Island, the only man I know who has a Geekscape tattoo on his body. That Geekscape tattoo crossed the finish line at a uh, Tough Mudder over the weekend. So shout out to Frank Sanders in the audience finishing his race on Saturday. Uh, He was stoked for it. He posted some pictures. I don't know if y'all follow Frank on social media. He's a big time Geekscapist and a big friend and uh, super proud of him. And it's just something I've witnessed uh, with some of y'all throughout the last 15 years is as, as I've gotten into fitness a little bit, 
you all have gotten uh, on onto your various fitness journeys. We've had a Geekscapist carry the Olympic torch in Canada. Uh, there have just been some amazing things going on. And whether it's walking or running or cycling or whatever you are into, maybe you're listening to this podcast while you do it. I just want to say, hey, it's cool. Um, keep it going. We're behind you. All right. It's time for the Boys Club. We are live on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. And uh, we know the way that this Boys Club goes. We fill Geekscape with a bunch of the boys from Geekscape, Shane, Derek, Matt, and newcomer Nick. And we take some of your questions for the Boys Club. Yes, we're going to talk about some news and reviews. We're going to talk about that stuff. But the main thing is we get the club popping. So without the stopping, let's get to dropping. Let's start it all off here with the man who really runs Geekscape. That's Matt Kelly. Matt, come into the club. How hey, are you, buddy? Hey, welcome. <laughs> I'm in the club right now. The as club. You can yeah, look at the lights and everything. You look like a freaking Fortnite streamer right now with all those glowy <laughs> lights going on. Um, your shirt's not low cut enough, but uh, you're you're kind of repping the booby streamer here on Twitch style. Uh, I like it. I like it. Where are your glowing cat ears? uh um like headphones how's that going waiting for him to come in the mail john waiting okay. for him to come in the mail. Right. he'll be I here like soon <laughs> i like it i like it uh speaking of one of my favorite podcasters and somebody who i miss big time and he's my favorite cuddly kitty cat no it's not shane o'hare you sit back down shane it's Derek cranavelt hey, <laughs> Canada. yeah when I... I start saying cuddly shane like starts getting excited to come on the show and i'm like no no no, no. you stay in your lane all right alaska I... you stay in your lane I thought you were going to say, speaking of coming in the mail, here comes my favorite. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You set it up. Speaking of coming in the mail, here comes my favorite failed lawsuit uh, starter. <laughs> and somebody who mails more technology to the internet than I've ever. If you aren't listening to Geekscape Games, they don't talk about video games. They talk about shane's failed lawsuits in attempts to fix a computer that is only broken through his own fucking with the computer this and let's get him on the show here to um i think this is the most you're actually going to um uh speak your case is right here on geekscape because this is the court of law here we go here we go got your gavel ready derek here comes shane the prosecution shane how are you I'm doing quite well. What's happening, Your Honor? <laughs> <laughs> so, Shane, uh, I've not finished the new Geekscape Games podcast, and I welcome everybody listening to this to go out and subscribe to it, because really, every episode, for the most part, has started with the first 20 minutes being an epic of you trying to fix your graphics card, which has been broken for the last six months, <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I can't tell if that is a failing of the manufacturer, and I'm starting to lean towards not, and more <laughs> so the fact that you find some YouTube video of a 12-year-old spouting fix-it glue all over their freaking, like, like, you know, bored and frying the damn thing, and you being like, I know how I can fix it. I can, I it getting fixed, and then the next Geekscape games, it's effed again. <laughs> is the I, graphics card what explains ca Shane's camera quality as well? Or <laughs> hey, hey, the the camera quality looks great for me right now. Right, so everything. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you look like <laughs> a human being in the first Toy Story movie right now. So. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm at I'm at seven twenty. I'm at seven twenty p. I got it. You know, technically, well, actually, technically not high def. Here, we'll we'll, we'll kick. I, I like an FMV from a Sega CD game or something. Is what <laughs> yeah. it looks like. Yeah, you look like the like one of the actors from Sewer Shark right now. Can we just admit that you also brag on Geekscape Games about like collecting? outmoded technology which i think you're broadcasting from right now so you oh, yeah. you're really bad at arguing your case in any form like that, that's an old electric typewriter that i rescued that i'm repairing <laughs> i got some old servers from 1995 right there old facial hair from yeah. the 1850s <laughs> i got some uh, i got some fried chicken i'm gonna sell you finger looking good i got i got my response from the department of justice yeah, State of California. you know what is it He's I want calling you in through for, his rotary phone. <laughs> I want you to save that for Geekscape Games, but oh, yeah. I got, but maybe we'll do a little preview to get you uh, one or two more subscribers over there. Um, the comments are already coming in because Bolt T says, the boys, we love Bolt T. And uh, I don't know Fire Rifle 64, but I like that 64 on the end of their title because it makes me go to a happy place with the Nintendo. Uh, he just says, wow. Same with rifles. <laughs> They just say, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Got to tell you, the boys club, I do love my boys right here. They're the boys club that we know. Sometimes Josh joins us. Carlos joins us. But we have a new boys club attendee in the club. Our good buddy who just started his podcast up on the Geekscape Network. He didn't just start the podcast. The podcast has been going on for I think in the club they'd say a minute, but <laughs> <laughs> but hello, fellow youth. <laughs> How you doing, fellow kids? <laughs> but he just brought up the Geekscape podcast <laughs> network, uh, and here he is, our bu- good buddy Nick. The yeah. host of the Waifus and Weeboos podcast, covering all your favorite anime and sometimes manga news sometimes. and reviews. Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> uh, Nick, so far, you're about nine minutes into Geekscape, the main show. How do you like it? I've, I've already been cracking up behind the scenes already. You guys are too funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even think I belong here, in all honesty, because you, you <laughs> no. got, like the humor that you all have, like I don't know if I could keep up with it, but I'll, I'll, I'll try my best. Nick, it's just a healthy dose of Comic-Con sleepover homoeroticism, and you'll be right <laughs> in with the rest of us. Just a dash like, of self-hate, and it, it goes mm-hmm. a long way. <laughs> We've all shared beds with each other, Nick, in yeah. the... Um, well, you know what? What happens at Comic-Con... Well, it just ends up getting told on the podcast. We haven't been to Comic-Con in two years. So without Comic-Con in two years, we don't have fresh stories. So if you want to hear those stories, you got to go back in the podcast and listen to them from a year or two ago. That being said, Nick... That's Welcome. me. Smile. And that is what you have to look forward to. Adventures like, um, I don't know, battling the cock shark and shaving Jonathan's back. Stuff like that. You're looking forward to it. Yeah. No, no. You signed up for Geekscape and you were like, I thought you were just going to help promote my podcast. Oh, there's a quid pro quo, my friend. And that quid pro quo <laughs> may cost you your soul. Nah, it, we're all good here. We love your show. And I don't even know what you're talking about on that show. But <laughs> I do absolutely love listening to it. And uh, Nick, if I can just... Thank you. Like pimp your show real quick because it's uh, now part of the network. Um, Geekscape is imagine. In the, I've been wanting to have an anime show on the network for a long time because it, from Anime Expo to the explosion of like from One Piece to all the millions of really popular animes that have come out um, 
over the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years as this stuff has exploded, I've told Matt many times, I was like, we got to find an anime show. We got to find an anime show. And my good buddy, Jesse Book Brennan was like, my buddy, Nick is doing a podcast and you know, he's new to it, but he knows his shit. And I was like, all right, let me give it a listen. And it took a while. And when I finally listened, I was like, this is the podcast we need uh, because I have no idea what Nick is talking about. It is so <laughs> deep cut anime talk. Like he's talking about titles. I don't even know. Like I'm a, I'm like, Oh, I just like Miyazaki and a couple of death notes that I read. <laughs> like I I'm like so basic as far as it comes. I'm like a very cursory anime fan. Um, it's just, it's huge. And I knew we needed it on the network. And as soon as I heard the podcast, Nick, waifus and weeaboos i was just like this is a dude who i could listen to talk about anything he's talking about anime he's hilarious let's get him on here and geeks gave us you got him right here on the boys club um nick when did you start like kind of getting into anime is this like a full-time like since you were a kid thing uh honestly like back in the mid 90s i like i was just straight like nickelodeon a Nickelodeon dude, Rugrats and like, Hey Arnold and everything. My sister actually got me into anime. Surprisingly. Um, she got a, uh, a, a VHS of Pokemon. I guess it was distributed in the mail. She got it. She showed me to it. The first episode I saw was Island of the giant Pokemon. And I was just hooked. Um, she got me into sailor moon. She got me into a show called Tenchi Muyo. And then from there I started watching Dragon Ball Z, uh, Big O, the Gundam series, and so on and so forth. Um, but I still had I still had my love for my you know American cartoons. And then in like the mid two thousands, two thousand five, two thousand six, I just something awoke within me. the The weeb in me awoke, and <laughs> it was just depending on how you look at it, downhill or uphill from there. <laughs> um, and you can't uh, my obsession with i mean my obsession with anime led into my obsession with japan as well so i'm i'm fully into the jap the japanese culture and everything like i've studied everything like i've learned you're not supposed to leave tips at restaurants that, over there and you know that they, they don't have tra they rarely have trash cans on the streets because people don't eat on the streets um i'm just very enamored with their culture and of course the the the, the anime culture as well but um it just grew with me. And for those have seen, you know, some of my streams, I have the lights off right now. Uh, but I'm literally, my entire bedroom is walls of art and there's art all around here. And there's figures up here and people go, is that a waste of money? And I'm like, people spend millions of dollars on a Picasso. Let me spend 20 bucks on a waifu figure. Like, just let <laughs> Hell me, yeah. just let me be Hell happy. Yeah. All right. You're speaking Shane's, you're singing Shane's Yo. song right now. <laughs> So Josh Jackson too, like Josh Jackson on our Geekscape Games podcast. Like Josh has, I've known Josh well longer than he's been doing podcasts on this, but uh, on this network. But he, but Josh was always like going for the like the Japanese import games. He's always been on the video game side of it, and some of the waifu side of it. Been passionate about it, and and Shane. Shane always shows up at Comic-Con with some grab bag from that like weird aisle you don't walk down because it's got all the weird stuff on it, the kind of sex stuff. And he always shows up with a grab bag. He got off somebody full of hentai or something. So Shane is 
Shane's you could talk to Shane and Josh every year, really every year easily. I would go to, oh yeah. Just, I would go to, I would go go to the J list booth and get the adult grab bag. Yeah, see, you know. Yeah. yeah. Josh would yeah. do the I don't uh, I don't know the, anything about Peter Payne. <laughs> Josh would have the top six the top gaming waifu lists every year as well. Right. On the uh, podcast, which was always on the like website. my favorite article to to read and to edit. Like we got to have like, a video no, this year. I would, I, yeah, right. I would have no, no idea what he was talking about, but just the passion he would put into ranking the waifus of the year. Like I wish I cared about anything that much. That would actually make a you, great you YouTube video, Prince? Matt. Yeah, you do care about Mondo <laughs> yeah. Prince. You've bankrupted yourself on Mondo Prince that you're never going to hang in your house. And you're not even going to have a house soon because you bought so many Mondo Prince. But you know what? Maybe you can like tape them together and make a little like, you know, lodging out of that or something. Yeah, yeah. Winter's coming in Ala- in, in Canada. Uh, and um, you know what? You're going to have to make hard decisions here, Derek. Uh, I feel I do feel like you could get along pretty well with Josh and Shane, who you got here. Um, did you play any of the video games? Because like, that's kind of like what Josh is in with the whole waifus thing is. And I didn't even know what some of that stuff was until she, like Josh started talking about it on the podcast. And I was fascinated by it. I mean, I'm a little bit older than everybody here by maybe eight to 10 years. And my entry was always like, Oh, ghost of the shell and Ninja scroll. That's really most of what we had in like the late eighties going into like the nineties. And then somewhere in the mid nineties, um, I remember there was an anime club at university of Texas and it was the, 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 the nerdy anime students who like put together in like a student commons area with a screen that watch anime. And I was in high school and I thought it was cool to go hang out with college kids. They were the college kids. I didn't speak to once I actually got to college, but <laughs> they introduced me. <laughs> <laughs> to like castle in the sky and like crayon shin shan and like all this stuff that i thought was amazing and we did like fan for fan vhs dubs and stuff and it, it and that kind of carried me all the way to like i remember summer 99 my co-host in radio and i uh split up for the summer because i was going to new york to intern and he was staying in philly to work on the show at, at where we went to school and uh and i bought two game boy colors and pokemon red and pokemon blue and i gave one to him with blue (laughs) and i kept red for myself and i started playing that pokemon and then of course you become a pokemon fan and a pokemon you know i was 20 at the time so it's a little lot like older than most people discover pokemon but it really started filling up that whole anime thing and i i want to ask like was pokemon kind of the like big break in anime for a lot of people your age nick or matt matt is a big is a big 90s nicktoons kid we just recently did a video of that on the website like was that a big transition was maybe nicktoons and alternative cartoons leading right into anime and maybe some of that stuff um i'll take this i'll take the first start of this i think i want to say it was more dragon ball than Mm. pokemon i think pokemon did have a big impact on it but i think dragon ball leading into dragon ball z just it it, it was is the shonen that set the tone for the shonen's the the young boy sorry the young boy you know i want to is that what shonen yeah i I see the shonen jump stuff yeah that's what it is it's all like you know you're you're one i mean i mean one piece uh, one piece came before dragon ball i i believe uh but I mean, Dragon Ball Z was just is just like the foundation for Shonen, which led in the, you know, One Piece being more popular, Naruto, uh, Bleach, 
Uh, and even some newer stuff today, like uh, Demon Slayer and, um, and, yeah. Jujutsu, and Jujutsu Kaisen that just uh, aired recently. So Pinky's uh, Blue I'll, on on Twitch has said, you can't forget Sailor Moon. That show is a I, fucking and, phenomenon. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and of course, Sailor Moon. You, you can't forget Sailor Moon. I would say that Shane made a pretty compelling argument in his Adult Swim video as well for the Adult Swim block really introducing like high level anime into west into into like the united states as well because like that was when i noticed my friends were getting into anime like it was like the cowboy bebop and the stuff that was coming on after the weirdness of adult swim really started to bring them in yeah and david wilt over on facebook he says you know speed racer and for me like it was speed racer astro boy but really, we mainly had like, and maybe some of the, you'd see Voltron or Robotech sometimes on the TV. But, but I'm again, I'm like eight to ten years older than some of y'all, and really, all we had were those films. So, like, you know, Akira, Ninja Scroll, like that's kind of the stuff that we were like, okay, if you're into anime, that's kind of what you're left with. The explosion on cable, and like y'all said, like the opening up of that Shonen Jump, and you're right, Dragon Ball Z exploded it. Huge. I remember. Was, was it I, not? Sorry, was it oh, not for you guys? Like f- here, here, and and the age that I am, it was just completely ruled by who had the popular trading card game or who had the popular toy. Like literally, it like it, it started with Pokemon for us for sure, and then it was like p- even more than the show. It was the cards, and then everyone jumped to Digimon, the show, and Digimon cards, and then Yu Gi Oh, and then onto like Beyblades and stuff like that. But it was always seemed like the popular anime or the popular cartoon or whatever it was always solely whatever had the popular trading card at that at that point in time voltron is the shit and voltron that those that recent netflix series of voltron where they kind of do a little bit of like a reimagining of it that was great um i remember loving voltron because it was like transformers were like my older brother's toy but voltron could be mine because it was it wasn't Transformers, even though I liked Transformers and I really loved it. But I could have my own Transformers, and that was that was uh, Voltron. And then, of course, we have Robotech and, and Ronin Warriors, uh, and then Speed Racer. And I mean, Astro Boy, as somebody who like loved Mickey Mouse, and obviously that's the Japanese equivalent to Mickey Mouse is Astro Boy. Like, and then obviously the Pinocchio parallels and stuff like that. That just as a kid, I loved that stuff, uh, and. A lot, I got to tell you, a lot of that stuff wasn't even on American TV in the 80s and 90s. I was watching that stuff over the summers in Mexico when I was visiting, yeah. visiting my, my mother's family. And Mexico would have Spanish language dubs of a lot of the anime shows that weren't coming to America. And I would totally eat that stuff up. And what was the one thing that I said early on when I started podcasting? When I thought of anime, I thought of those cartoons I watched over the summer at my grandparents' house. What was it? The robo robo titties. titties. Yep. The woman. I was like, there are so many robo titties. It's just the woman who would like shoot missiles out of her. What is that cartoon where the woman shoots missiles out in her, her boobs and she shoots them? You got to know this. Nick's got to know. Someone in the audience has to know this. There's so many now in this present day. (laughs) Listen, listen, I'm telling you, there's a show out there right now where this girl, she's at a gas station. She grabs the pump and they're like, oh, what's she doing? And she turns into a robot and she jams the gas, the thing right into her and she just fuels up. Look, anime is just 
it's it's wild. It's, it's wild at times. It really is wild at times. But I, I, I do am, not know what you were. Are you? Yeah, were it's like it, I think it's like a it's a team of robots. But the woman's got the powers that when shit goes down, she can blast the <laughs> robo titties and they shoot out like missiles. I, uh, John, you mentioned Akira though earlier, and I feel <laughs> like, like <laughs> Pinky's Blues comment is too classic. On uh, Twitch, he goes, "You're asking us to find a pregnant blonde on a navy base, dude." <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. And it you know, when Fire Rifle 64 says, I remember that series on YouTube. They also have it for a girl turning into a boat. <laughs> I think they might be referring to Nick's uh, video. But um, yeah, Matt, yeah. what are you saying, dude? Well, it's saying like, I before I even knew what anime was, I had no clue what made it different than any other animation. I remember... Just like I remember the Pure Moods commercial coming on late at night, I remember the like call this number to order at Akira on VHS. It's you know it's not available in the states. You have to call this number. I'll remember that commercial. It stuck out of my mind. It's like Akira makes Blade Runner look like Disneyland. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and every now and then you'd see it at maybe like an art house screening, but mainly like you'd have to go to the college to see like some college student putting it up on like a small theater or like in some like conference room, pulling down a, you know, an overhead screen and putting on there. By the time I got to, I guess about the late nineties, it was like, Oh no, this is actually blowing up. And then in the convention scene, we've been doing comic con since Oh five, the convention scene, that is huge. Watching the people walking around with the Naruto headbands, having like, oh, totally. the, the, I mean, just seeing how Shonen has a massive island. Konami's across the aisle from us at at, at, uh, at Comic Con, and just seeing their presence and how much that stuff is blown up, it seems to be exploding every year. Um, and I've told conventions, I said, you know, y'all are becoming cosplay cons because. I think the cosplay culture explosion has to lend itself a lot to the anime culture because there's so much dress up that you can do. And the style is so prominent in those, in those series that I see a lot of cons and we're going to face this uh, as a problem, maybe in no, in December when LA comic con rolls around, we're going to, we've been asked to do a couple panels. Um, but the panels at a lot of these cons are starting to be, depleted because most of the attendees in the floor as well, because most of the attendees are literally in the lobby of the convention, taking photos for Instagram, Instagram and cosplay culture has really started to take people off the floor at conventions out of the panel rooms during, uh, during panels. And I don't know how to fix that, but I do know that LA comic con when asking us to do some geekscape produced panels for this year, I said, what can we not do? And they said, we have had too many cosplay submissions. <laughs> we don't want to hear any more <laughs> cosplay submissions. Uh, what do you attribute it to beyond just like the trends of Rise of Pokemon, Explosion of Dragon Ball Z? Like, what do you actually attribute this to the rise of anime? Is it the proliferation of cables, the proliferation of the internet? Like, is the proliferation of piracy on some of these things and like being able to actually access it again like i had to spend my summers looking for this stuff in mexico like what do y'all think and this is open to everybody not just me like what do y'all freaking think this explosion i I would i would have to say it's it's definitely the internet as a whole um i remember going into um there was a 
a, a Asian centered uh, file sharing service called SoulSeek, where you get a lot of Japanese music from, and then people on there could chat with you and send you um, mangas or uh, downloads for different animes. Um, I remember going into random MSN chat rooms, uh, like even like Napster chat rooms back in the day. Like the Napster client had chat rooms about centered all around anime. The Napster and, clan. Yo, yo, it, and it's, <laughs> Man, it's, not, not the only clan Shane's a part of. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm kidding, Shane. Shane is not a white supremacist. It was oh, a joke. Yeah. He does has Custer's hair style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the South will rise again. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could definitely say that from halfway to Russia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would uh, I would posit the the question to Nick is like um the, the internet it was this new thinking back to it everything felt really underground you you'd be going to these like random websites getting you know uh, pdfs of of all these mangas and l- learning about shows that you've never heard of before and downloading like whole like wmvs or mp2s um, and it was like cool to discover this like you'd rush to your friends and be like dude have you seen this da, da, da. like was that and even I think like we would do the same it, it, thing with vhs yeah and then, like, even the, um, I remember a big thing for me was when Napster got shut down, everyone moved over to Kazaa and LimeWire. And you could get just, you could go to like type in anime or go to the anime category and start getting like weird shows with like uh, Im- embedded subs or no subs. And it was. You say weird shows, but Shane, you were looking for pornography. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. Just, absolutely. Yeah, like straight up. You're looking yeah. for porn. He was looking for porn and getting the weird shows because everything was tagged wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, and yeah, I was saying, I was so bad. I got to pull saying, my pants back up, but this is all right. I was saying in the pre stream that there's a comic long box on my shelf that's full of um, these books called AGs that are just um, uh, Japanese porno mags that I got. Uh, from J-List, uh, J-List and other uh, hentai booths at, uh, well, anime booths, but they've got an adult section at Comic-Con. It's great. No, I love hentai. Tell your Nick, when you, t- when you tell people you're in anime, <laughs> do they lump you in with the sexual deviants like Shane? Do they think that you're just basically a pervert and have like a real doll at home or like something like that? Not to judge, kink shame people in it with real dolls. Or, <laughs> Most of you listening to the podcast, I think Nick was just uh, uh, looking at his body pillow in the um, background. Is that right, brother? Uh, I mean, I, 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 it, with my current job, I do work with a lot of kids. And when I say that, like, you know, 33 year old man saying, hey, I like anime. And they go, you like anime? And I'm like, yeah. And most, I mean, and most of the time it's, do you watch Dragon Ball? Do you watch Fairy Tale? Do you watch Naruto? Do you watch Bleach? And I'm like, no. I watch stuff for kids. I, I mainline the <laughs> hard mainstream. Yeah. yeah. I watch real life and I watch, you know, I mean, everybody knows. I mean, most people know sword art online, but I watch, you know, just things that you, y'all never heard of. Like, uh, <laughs> like yes. how, you know, and, and they just go, Oh, and then that's it. That's, what's, the what's, of, that's the end of the conversation. And what? that is why we had to have your podcast on the network. You're like uh, when when freaking Thanos dropped the last Infinity Stone into the gauntlet. Like that is what we're looking for here. I was like, we need an anime show, Matt. And when we heard your show and you were talking about shit that I don't know about and I don't even want to know about, but you were doing it passionately. I was like, hashtag Geekscape forever. This guy's coming over. If you, if you, could, if you could suggest an, uh, a new-ish show that you're currently watching, like a, like a new release to somebody, uh, like your current go-to, what would it be? 
What are you most excited for, for that's coming for out somebody, every week? Uh, Komi-san can't communicate coming out in, uh, in October. Uh, it's just about a girl who wants to make a hundred friends, but she has a communication disorder and she's just very shy and like around people that's coming out in October. But if you want to watch something now and you're new to anime, uh, you can't go wrong with either Demon Slayer or Jujutsu Kaisen. Two great, like, action-packed shows that, like, are literally a, a wonderful in the eyes. Beautiful animation, beautiful storytelling, beautiful soundtrack. Uh, I'm big on music in my shows, um, so that's a huge plus for me. But if you are already in, like, anime and you're looking for something new, but you just don't know what it is, uh, the case study of Vanitas... Uh, and that's actually the next episode I was going to be talking about. So I'll give a little preview here. I never thought I would love a vampire anime. Why? But because <laughs> there's so many. I mean, there's a ton of them, right? There's just there's, there's just so like, much. Like I remember and, Vampire Hunter D from back in the day, and it seems like that was just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I mean, you had that, you had Helsing, and like those are the classic ones that are like you know action packed. But I like now into the future, it's like, oh, this one's focused on. A boys. This one is focused on romance with all girls, and there it is. And it's just like, just give me something cool. And this is one where it's yeah, you have your boys, you have your girls, but the fandom in one episode, and this is what I'll be talking about. We literally came together and as one, and we were like, can't just all four of them jump in the bed together and and, like, <laughs> and, and that be it? And we were like, yes, let's make it happen. And. <laughs> Does any of this have to do with vampires? What you <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh and oh and the fight scenes tremendous. Yeah, okay. fight scenes tremendous. But yeah, it's I, it's, I, it's it's I, I would love to, I would love to hear what what your what was your I guess best way to describe it infection moment. What was the one thing that you remember? Either it was like a bootleg tape or like something you downloaded or somebody that like shared something besides Pokemon that was like, I'm, I'm in, I'm weaved out. Like, I'm like the point of no return basically. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I remember mine vividly, but I would love to hear yours and see if there was any parallels. Can, oh, can yours be shared on a legal public forum, Shane? Uh, I mean, it's a legal gray area. There's a lot of yeah. uh, allegedness yeah. going on. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Much like your current lawsuit, it's a yeah. legal gray area. <laughs> what's, the, what's the statute of, limit, of limitations on that one before you say it? Uh, I'm kidding. All right, Nick, what you got? I mean, you know, it started off with like buying some manga here and there and maybe buying like a DVD if it's at Sam Goody here and there. Kid, come back to the. And then it was. Here. Uh, you like comic was, books? We got some real good shit. And then it was Oticon 2008, where I dropped about two thousand dollars in the dealer's room. Yeah, that's my boy. We've been there. Yeah. We've been there, baby. Hashtag Geekscape Forever. We've been there. And yeah, you, Matt I mean, does that at every horror convention. I mean, Shane <laughs> brought him by name with you know, with uh, with J-List, but me and my friends called him Shady Dealer. Because uh, <laughs> you would just find him in like the random corner of the convention center, I'd be like, "Yo, check this out." And then yeah. there's your and there's your hentai right there, and it's like, yeah, "Yo, I gotta, great. you know, I gotta head on over there." I uh, for a um, second. I, I mean, we joke about this, but really, Shane, like, the, like a lot of this stuff does. Coincidentally, I don't think it's a coincidence at all that a lot of this stuff started becoming interesting to us as we were going through puberty, and we were like, "Oh, this ain't your like cool. This isn't the cartoon that, that your parents are cool with. This is a cartoon that's like as risque as that 
porn magazine that just happens to always be in the woods like why were there porn <laughs> magazines in the woods like i don't know why there were porn, porn magazines in the woods there were always porn magazines in the woods I, it was weird you go to the woods to set things on fire and to find porno i don't know why <laughs> it was in the woods but it was <laughs> i think i think for for me it was uh tenchi moyo one of the tenchi moyo series that was on toonami because uh, it's just a guy and like a bunch of hot anime babes. And I was, you know, at, I was like, whoa, he's living the best life. What? Why is he turning down all these women? What an idiot. And and it's like, but Little I did you know that you would one day assume that throne of turning it down? Shane? Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, I, ladies. I remember. Pull up. Can't do it. Boys my, club. My uh, we're in the boy cocky right now. I am um, my, <laughs> my Save it for Kingscape games. We have subscribers out there. <laughs> my 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 impetus my impetus says I could confirm I saw porn magazines <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> Before we all had access to the internet and dial up was too much of a pain in the ass, we went to the woods to find our porn. <laughs> I uh, I remember uh you know growing up like catching um like on Saturdays at like one AM the sci fi channel would have some random anime movies yep. like uh, I remember seeing Armitage three, the one with um, Kiefer Sutherland in it, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, this is this is wild!" Um, all the Pat LaVera movies, and um, I was my dad was subscribed to the Sci Fi Book Club, and it's like a, it's like Columbia House, but for just sci fi books. And in like the back page, there'd be some anime VHS tapes you could order. Oh shit! And I remember ordering this this show uh, this movie called X, or it was also nineteen ninety nine. And I got and I saw that and I was like, whoa. And then I got this other VHS called Demon City Shinjuku. And uh it uh it was a little bit uh a little bit too It's a little. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, so, <laughs> I was it's a I little. was but I was uh, yeah, I was in elementary school getting those and I'm like, yo, X slash nineteen ninety nine, this is crazy. And like it was and then I ended up getting um, you know, picking up the DVDs at like a used I found a, a used a video store in San Diego off of Midway and they were selling all of their DVDs for like 50 cents. And I bought oh, stacks shit. and stacks and stacks Damn. and stacks of anime DVDs. And, uh, oh. and then, yeah, this, this, this was, yeah. Pinky is blue on Twitch agrees that dude X slash 1999 is a classic. I would say as many classes as were running around back then, the live action in Hollywood started trying to pick up on that. And I can't think of a single anime live action Hollywood adaptation. There may have been more success in Japan or in Hong Kong with some of the anime, you know, adaptations, but mm-hmm. live action, it feels like nothing but junk ever since Mark mm-hmm. Hamill became the, the Giver. And I remember like looking really for uh, like being like, Oh shit, like Luke Skywalker is going to play the Giver. Yeah, and then the Giver came out and I was like, Oh no, John Mark Hamill did not play the Giver. He played the detective that was helping right. the Giver. You're right. You're right. You're right. I've been <laughs> corrected. I pause you, know you on what? that one. No, Matt, you, you play a very valuable role here on Geekscape. <laughs> and I appreciate the fact check on that one. But I remember being hyped for that movie and be like, yo, that anime is going to become a freaking live action Hollywood, not really Hollywood picture. And then being like, this is unwatchable. And there's not been a whole lot of adaptation since. I got to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you with all this Matrix 4 news, and I'm not hyped that much for Matrix 4 because I watched Matrix 2 and 3. Um, (laughs) I got to tell you, the anime movie that I think is the best adaptation from Hollywood is that Wachowski Speed Racer movie, I think is tight as hell and seriously overlooked. I love the Speed Racer movie. Just Uh, put it out there. And John, yeah. this is coming from someone who does not watch 
any I own two anime DVDs in my entire like 4000 title collection. <laughs> um, but I've been told I'm a big fan of the Giver sequel, uh, the Giver Dark Hero. And from everything I've ever read, that is like the movie that the people who are excited about a Giver live action movie, that's the movie they want it. So like that. that that might be worth checking out. Well, you didn't like the Fist of the North Star live action movie. Nah, <laughs> nah, man, remember that Double Dragon shit with Matt Wolf <laughs> or Scott Wolf or whoever that kid was from yeah. Party of Five? And I was like, oh, they're making a double. No, 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 no. There's not been a good. <laughs> there's not been a good uh, anime. I remember live action at the same at the same like used DVD store. I picked up this movie called Gundam G Savior from 1998 and it was this like sketchy like guy you know um uh live action gundam movie but it was filmed in canada it was it was canadian uh, live action gundam and it was awful it was it was god awful it was god awful. Derek, do you know about this Derek, i don't know but i i, this I think national most, treasure most of the content produced in canada is pretty awful <laughs> unfortunately no. There's a lot Reboot. of filming in, in Canada, yeah. Oh, the filming is fine, but I feel like the <laughs> the um like a lot of the like CBC produced show and like like there's so many people around me that are like, oh, Corner Guest is the funniest thing that I've ever seen, and I'm like trying to watch something like that without like blowing no, your the, brains the out. The truth is, really it begins and ends with Trailer Park Boys, which I think Trailer is Park Boys is pure gold. There's a few like Shits, Shits Creek and and amazing. Trailer Park Boys. Like there's a few that stand is out it? and and that are absolutely stellar, but. Is Letterkenny Canadian as well? Letterkenny is, is yeah. also Canadian. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's pretty. So those are the th- you, you named the three good ones. So, <laughs> well, so, so I, I mean, and I've got a slight segue to something else as we're Let's talking go. about Canadian comedians. But um, you're familiar with SCTV, obviously from the '80s, and the Mackenzie brothers. Did you know that the Mackenzie brothers stemmed from Rick Moranis getting pissed off at the fact that like Canada made it a rule that if you were filming in Canada, you had to have at least 10 minutes of what they called purely Canadian content. (laughs) And he was like, we're all Canadians doing a comedy show. How much more Canadian can you get? And they're like, well, we need purely Canadian content. And he just said, hang a flag and get me a case of beer and just hit record. And him and Dave Thomas (laughs) just riffed this like 10 minute sketch. And it became the biggest thing on SCTV. That's amazing. I I loved SCTV. And um, you're, of course, talking about what's the name of the freaking movie, Matt, in the series? uh, Um, Strange Brew is the film. Strange Brew is the film. Um, I saw somebody reference that the other day and we've obviously I'm a big kids in the hall fan. We've had Scott Thompson at kids in the hall on the podcast. We talked about him last week on the show when we were talking to Nick Scowen about, uh, too soon, the nine 11 documentary about comedy that came out, uh, this past week. Um, but yeah, I mean, Canada's pretty good on comedians. It brings it. I mean, we just lost one of their greatest today. We, we lost a legend. We lost Norm Macdonald, which I mean, this one, seemed like this one was a big surprise norm mcdonald was was a rough one especially then when you find out that he was actually um uh, fit battling cancer for over the last decade and keeping it secret which is brutal um there's a i wish i could change the little lower third on the video over on youtube facebook and twitch because we just covered up nick but uh norm mcdonald 1959 <laughs> to 2021 yeah. like it's sad to think about this and norm mcdonald somebody who like you just you, you kind of took him for granted because you always He's a just comedian, expected him comedian, to be there honestly. yeah he was- yeah 
And he only had SNL for four. He was only on SNL for four years. Yeah. But I but mean, it, I think he, so I just watched Seth Meyers literally just released a video on his YouTube channel paying homage to Norm. And he said that when he met Norm MacDonald for the first time, he said the hardest thing about doing Weekend Update is trying to not talk like you because <laughs> of like how influential Norm's delivery on Weekend Update was. And I mean, this one, I, I think as I look back on it as like a kid who was only maybe 10 when Norm was doing Weekend Update, like that was my first introduction to anti-comedy. And then I became a fan of like the stuff that was happening in the early nineties later on finding the SCTVs and the, the state and like these, these comedians where the whole premise was like Steve Martin said it really well. I think Steve Martin was like the original anti-comedy performer, but it was like the idea of someone telling a joke is funnier than the actual joke. So like almost poking fun at like that desire to get a laugh is more entertaining than writing a joke. And Norm was the king of that. He was the king of bombing on purpose and making it fucking hysterical. Like his Bob Saget roast segment is the greatest <laughs> thing that has ever happened on any roast ever. He's <laughs> he's literally got a joke where he just says 9-11 and it's the way he deliver it, delivers it cracks me up every single time. As, That's you so said, risky and fucking it, like, how are we going to pull that off? And he does it. He's got yeah. he he does such risky humor, but he's got no shame. And I think that's the like Matt said, the bombing on purpose. He can make anything funny. Like I just saw a video of him like from forever ago where he was interviewing Lonely Island and talking about how like he could get uh, what did he say? He said something to the effect of like, if I go back in time to kill Hitler, I'm worried I'll get like entranced in his eyes and become part of the team. And it's like, you, like you, what? Like you said that to the Lonely yeah. Island, and you know when I say it, it's not funny. Like half the things I say, but like or most of the things I say, but it, he, that's like a risky thing, and it's hilarious. And I just, I just remember Dirty Work. Like I, I remember. Okay, so June nineteen ninety eight, Dirty Work comes out, and I just come home from my freshman year at college. I completely did not know what the hell was happening. Like. College for me was rough because I just remember that first year it was it was two it was, it was two years removed from losing my older brother. I just like left home for the first time, spent a year in Philly where Nick and, and Matt live. Um, could not have been in a place in the United States more different than Austin, Texas, than Philadelphia. And I wasn't in the happiest place, and I was dealing with what I look at now as a forty-two-year-old and be like, "Oh, that eighteen-year-old." 19 year old definitely had depression like massive depression and uh you just remember that like that juncture you're at after you've left home and you know there's no going back and i remember having a really rough summer and uh my dad took me to see dirty work because that's the movie that was out that weekend and we just laughed our asses off i mean is it a great movie no, is it a fucking hilarious movie? Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Like it is a really amazingly hilarious movie and people talk about the jukebox scene. I think the fish scene is amazing. I think the whole damn thing is funny and uh I saw Bob Saget sitting in a lobby at Fox. This is must have been 90 No, this is 2007 or 2008. And I remember like we were both about to pitch two different people and we're sitting in the lobby and Bob Saget's sitting there reviewing his notes. He uh, and 
I was like, Hey man, I just, uh, I'm going to, I, I got to say it. Uh, I love dirty work. <laughs> and Bob Sagan was like, Oh, thanks man. Uh, you're the one. <laughs> well, so like even, uh, I'm going to do a subtle shout out to another podcast on our network too, but 91 donkey lane. Um, that's Robert, not subtle at all. Yeah, that's subtle, baby. <laughs> Robert Bacon. We don't, do, we don't do subtle on geeks. No. Robert Bacon of 91 donkey lane has another podcast called Adam Sandler. Please stop where they just watch pretty much anything that ever had Adam Sandler involved be it a happy madison production then they started moving to like adjacent movies and they just recently did an episode about screwed which was the movie starring norm mcdonald danny devito and dave Chappelle. and throughout that entire episode they kept saying like this is an objectively bad movie with a bad script and all of the jokes suck but norm makes them work somehow (laughs) despite the fact that they're terrible (laughs) <laughs> amazing uh so norm mcdonald man like that one that one hurt that was a that was a big one today um let's let's move on to some happy stuff uh speaking of canada here's a tv show that was filmed in canada that finally hit that uh we've been waiting on for a long time we're talking about the um fx and hulu i don't know if this is a co-production between the two of them i just know that it's it's releases at the same time on FX that it does on Hulu, three mm-hmm. episodes are up as of the recording of this podcast. Actually, I got a I've watched. I've, I've watched the first one. I know Derek's watched the first one, but we're talking about Why the Last Man, which we all kind of like. We've been waiting for since we like <laughs> loved the comic way yeah. back in the day. It's it's funny. It's funny like talking just about how long we've been waiting for it because I was looking back today on. You know, I remember getting into Why the Last Man in the first place as like a 15, 16, 16 year old kid, and it was actually from an episode of Geek Drum that I first heard about it. What, what? I was so going to say, was, I feel like in the first year of Geekscape, we were talking was, about the Shia LaBeouf movie adaptation. So it, that so it was the January 24th, 2006 episode of Geek Drum, <laughs> where The Last Man was featured on the comics for people who don't like comics section. And I just remember you guys talking about it and like... It just like talking about the plot and the premise and everything, it like blew my mind and picking it up like right from then. And then I remember like reading it at my movie theater job. Like I the I think it was I must have been paperbacks at that point because it started in 2002. I'm reading the paperbacks and and like reading on IMDb about how DJ Caruso is doing this. Why the Last Man movie DJ starring Caruso, Shia LaBeouf. And then, and then Dan was going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dan Trachtenberg was going to do it. And it's just had it's had. I mean, it's been for sure in development hell forever. And I, I like sitting down to watch the first episode with Michaela last night. And I just remember literally like pausing it after the first two or three minutes and just turning to her and be like, I literally like, I can't believe we're watching this right now. Like I've, <laughs> right. I've legitimately been waiting for this for half of my life at this point. Like what am I, right. what am I? Mathematically, like? I think that is true. And, yeah. and uh, I remember seeing Brian K. Vaughn at, sitting in a panel a comic-con 2005 we're attending the panel we're not on the panel yeah. i'm sitting there and i notice that brian k vaughn comes in and sits down next to me this is 2005 or 2006 and i turn to him and i'm like i love why the last one <laughs> and he's like oh thanks I, I you know what this is what i do geekscape is if it's not if it's not you know it's what i do and i see people i just go hey man i really love what you do i don't want anything signed i don't want a photo mm-hmm. i just really love what you do carry on and brian i just remember brian k vaughn being like oh thanks um it's a great show. It's a really damn uh, good show. Um, I, I, do you, are you in agreement on this one? Oh, I was pretty... Oh, I was so disappointed that we couldn't continue and watch the next two episodes yesterday because I was 
pretty enamored by it, I would say. And it feels there's so much that's different. And it's been a long time since I've read the books as well, but it just, it feels equally hero's story and equally Yorick's mom's story and equally Agent 355's story as it does Yorick's story. Whereas it felt like, like he almost, it feels like out of those characters, he almost had the least time in the pilot out of any of them, I would almost say. And I'm looking, really looking forward to them. You know, they were, they were all very interesting characters in the books and they got, their own storylines and their own pieces here and there. But I'm just looking forward to an expansion of all of that aspect as well, because it was such an interesting world that they built. And so many, you know, even the mar- how the marketing ha- has been happening on Instagram and stuff where it's like this percentage of airline pilots and this percentage of center and like all of these people will die like instantly. And just the like those things that I feel like at least to, to what I had read at that point, other other things that dealt with topics like this didn't dive into that stuff in the same way. And to see it live, like on a show at this point, I'm I'm so stoked for that. And I feel like there's been so many people attached to be Yorick for so long. I was pretty into Ben Schnetzer. I'm sure I'm not saying that right. but I, I Yeah, this guy's really good. Yeah. And I, I I'm not familiar with him good. at all. Yeah, yeah. He pretty much right away, like as soon as he started talking and like the first thing he, you know, he's introduced and he's in a straight jacket. Um, which feels very similar to comic. how you, yeah, exactly. And the first things that he says, I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm in like. One thing that I, that I was noticing was I, obviously we've been talking about how this thing has been 15, 16 years in development, this comic, or at least that's how long the comic's been out. And it's been in at least 10 years of development. Um, the <clears throat> world has gone on and we've expanded mm-hmm. into a lot of different conversations about cancel culture and feminine and, fe- and women's rights. And, uh, and this, show and that's what we talk about here on boys club uh <laughs> this show has started to reflect a lot of that like you okay. have like a megan mccain type character introduced on this show that didn't exist in the public discourse 10 mm-hmm. 15 years ago you know you have like the conversation about cancel culture that you didn't have 10 years ago when this was starting to be developed and now i think that this works as a series totally and it yeah. should have been a series it's a series and i'm glad that streaming has become a thing where you can look at a, at a property like this in Matt Wagner's Grendel just got announced. Um, I don't know if y'all remember the dark horse book. And this is a book that is like late eighties, early nineties. One of the early dark horse books um, is a book called Grendel. And I just saw the announcement that dark horse is making it into a Netflix series, similar to how they've had success with um, umbrella Academy. And I'm thinking, okay, now these things that would have been shoehorned 10 years, 15 mm-hmm. years ago as films, they are more appropriate as series and now they're going to find their home on a streamer and it's going to work. And why the last man just feels like it works, Mm -hmm. man. This is the way it should have been. And yeah. And if this is the, if this is how it's finally come out, like I'm so happy for it to be a series over a movie. And I like just to be able to tell, you know, and it's not, it wasn't an insanely long comic. It was 60 issues. Mm -hmm. Like if they have an opportunity to tell close to that entire story, like, uh, there's so many big moments in there that I'm so excited to see how they they come to play and and didn't yeah I hope you, it does. Didn't you snag an issue number one? Yeah, I have the first issue, um, and uh, you know I've been I I took it to several comic cons before finally being able to run into to Brian and he signed it for me. Um, one time I was uh, waiting at the airport in Vancouver to fly to comic-con and it was the one time i was like i don't think he's there this year so i'm not gonna bring it and then like i'm standing i'm standing in the at the gate basically and there's like a guy beside me and i'm like you brian k vaughn like 
<laughs> he was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like yeah, yeah. And then uh, he, we had a chat for a few minutes and it was just, yeah, it was very much like a, you know, Derek, I'm in love I don't... with the last man. I'm a huge fan type thing. So, Derek, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I was very aware that Why the Last Man was your favorite comic book. And I was in the middle of reading it and... You have two different paths you can go when you're ordering the graphic novels online. And it's like, I think there's like the smaller ones, yeah. the trade paperbacks where it's maybe like 12 issues or something it's, like that. It's maybe six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then 10, there's 10 trades for the whole series. Yeah. So it's 10 trades or there's like the big books that are like six. Mm-hmm. And I, I was buying the books, but I thought I was reading the trades. <laughs> so <laughs> finish. I finished the fifth book, which is the last issue, and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, where are they going to go from here? I messaged Derek. I was like, hey, I got a question. Does like blah, 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 blah happen in the middle of the series? And you're like, no, that's the last issue. And I'm like, all right, I got to figure out what I did wrong. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't remember that at all. That's so funny. Matt just like hits a depressed. I, when these series end, like I get depressed, man. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and uh, I there get was depressed. some tears. There was some tears shed because I just finished Sweet Tooth, uh, maybe a week ago. Oh. And man, yeah, that last issue. Oof. I got <laughs> to tell you, the, uh, the little bit of hope for you, Matt. Obviously, Netflix has renewed Sweet Tooth. Thank goodness. Two, which oh, thank I feel like it took them long enough. What like, took you so long? Yeah, like, I'm only gonna watch. I didn't it. even watch the show yet. I wanted to finish so, all of the comics first. But I don't think you. I don't think you need to be that cautious. The, the show deviates in a few ways that I think are really cool. Um, it also Sweet Tooth has a new six issue run. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, yeah, and it feels like a little bit of like a epilogue or a new beginning of a, of a thing there's a there's a if you, you are listening to this and be like hey what's the thing i want to read now when it gets in preparation i think sony might be involved in the in the in the streamer or movie rights for this one but you want to read descender ascender those those two series descenders first and it deals with technology and it has a bit of a astro boy um kind of feel to it uh it's about you know robots and um i'll just leave it at that it has a little bit of a pinocchio storyline but it takes place in space and the future and mankind is the exploration of the of the universe and how robots play into that and as our servants and then becoming sentient and it's really fantastic and then once that series ends and you go into that matt kelly depression of like oh it's over <laughs> ascender picks up and now the technology has been replaced by magic due to the events from descender and you're like okay like this is flipped and it's kind of interesting seeing how the two are married but the artwork's beautiful the writing's fantastic um and it's jeff lemire's writing and jeff lemire wrote sweet tooth so you're familiar with how good he is um can't recommend that one enough um while we're talking comics let's just segue to the final thing on the agenda for the boys club um we got to talk a little bit about uh, let me bring it up, but this brand new trailer that we got uh, these mo- these Marvel things are coming fast and furious. Yeah, yeah. And we <laughs> just got the trailer for Hawkeye, which comes out Thanksgiving week for the most part. Uh, so I watched this trailer and I had to immediately find out if Shane Black wrote the Hawkeye series, <laughs> right, right, because it felt very Shane Black inspired. Dude, totally, the Christmas is heavy on this trailer, and <laughs> you know what? Usually, it you know 
Shane Black's been doing it for a while, and we talked a little bit about Shane Black on the chat on the text exchange earlier today because we were talking about Long Kiss Goodnight. But at this point, I'm like, ah, I wish Shane Black wouldn't set his stuff at Christmas because it seems like just one of those things that aren't going to surprise you in a story. And I like going into stories with surprises. This trailer, having read the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye that this is based on loosely, um, setting it in Christmas and having it premiere in November around Thanksgiving leading into the holiday season and just the sense of humor, especially when we left off Hawkeye at the end of Endgame, I was like, this guy has lost his friend. Mm-hmm. He's being hunted. He's in a miserable place. And I see a trailer here that is completely cheerful and fun. And I was totally down with this in surprise. And I love the fact that it has some of the humor and tone from the Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye. What did y'all think? I, I'm guessing y'all hadn't read it because I, I don't come to y'all for the comic book encyclopedic knowledge. I go to Ian for that. <laughs> but what did y'all think of the trailer? At least y'all have been keeping up with some of the Marvel Plus series. Can, and stuff. can I be? Can I be brutally honest? You do be. Of course, it's the boys uh, club, Shane. Yeah. Uh, do you have another setting? <laughs> yeah, you don't have another setting, dude. Hawkeye is one of my favorite characters, but this trailer looks god awful. I hated <laughs> it. I fucking hated it. it, I, it what? thank you shane thank you so i watched it yesterday morning and i was like that was weird and i I was like was i just tired and then i was like i should watch it again before we get on tonight and then i watched it again and i did you want like a serious hawkeye show that was like oh my god he's so gritty because that's ronin he played that character i don't need it to be a serious hawkeye movie i don't know and and i think that the series will be fine but i feel like the fact that this trait this trailer was just cut like a generic like christmas movie and i didn't I think it was because I wasn't expecting that because of where we last left Hawkeye. And so to see that and see that weird juxtaposition of what I, I guess, thought I would be seeing, um, it was just weird. And said, Jonathan, drop these posers. We're yeah. not, I mean, po- we're not posers. Love and ass was all in. Vo- I was all in on this. <laughs> I was I'm OK. I. I want to give a shit about something happening on Disney Plus with Marvel right now, because like, what if I was looking so forward to what if and it is just like not doing it for me at all. So it's keeping things it's keeping things on a little bit of a simmer for me. I'd like to see it start to feel like it, it's a little more cohesive, but maybe that's not what if is going to be. And I got to accept it. I'm excited that things this thing's coming in November. And if y'all want more Marvel coverage on Geekscape, like. Ian and I just did the Shang-Chi episode. That's like the last thing in this feed that you can subscribe to. But um, I'm excited about this. It's fun, especially since I think Eternals is going to be big and epic in scope and in cosmic. Mm-hmm. We have this street level story here with Hawkeye and his new Hawkeye. And they're going to be doing Hawkeyeing stuff. And and don't get me wrong. As much as I dislike this trailer, I'm stoked for this series because I, <laughs> I don't know. I just... Hawkeye, I feel like, is such an interesting character, and he has not gotten the same development in the same time that so many others have in this universe. And so to see something that's mostly focused around him and and Haley Steinfeld's character, I think is I like I'm stoked for that. And and I don't know, I, I think it's going to be really cool. And I'm really excited to see her introduced um, into the universe as well. Derek, if you're looking for comics to read, go find that Matt Fraction run of of Hawkeye where it's this like, character. Yeah, I think like, I might have it, and I just might have never read read it. I think I have fun. it in the first trade at least. Yeah, and it ultimately reminds you he's the Avenger who shoots a bow and arrow. Like, 
if you go too serious, it breaks. I feel like with some of this stuff, if you're too serious, I, about I feel like it, whenever it I think about him, I think about when the first Avengers movie came out, I think. And he was on like the Tonight Show or something and he was playing piano and he was singing that Ed Sheeran song, but uh, had rewritten the lyrics to be about how he's more than just the guy that shoots arrows. Oh, an <laughs> SNL clown, like the like SNL joked about Hawkeye yeah, being on the yeah. Avengers team, like he does the laundry or something like yeah, I mean, it's Hawkeye. And at least now we're starting to see a little bit more color to this character mm-hmm. who who doesn't have a solo movie, has not had a solo movie. And at least with like the like Black Widow solo movie, you're like, hey, she's the female Avenger. Yeah. She should definitely have a solo movie. They were late in giving it to us. This feels like it's, I, it's the same with My Last Man. I would prefer a series to a movie for something like this anyway. Yeah. Like give me, you know, or like just give me, you know, six to eight hours instead of like opening and closing I, this whole thing in two. I Big Yank says like... it. You got a ragamuffin dog, Russians in Adidas tracksuits. You guys are going to meet the bros. They're fun. <laughs> sassy old people, sassy sidekick. What's not to love? Uh, Matt, uh, Derek, you're going to love that Matt Fraction run. Trust yeah. me. I'll do it. I, I just feel like, and John, I texted you about this even with Sean Chi, but like, I think at this point now, Disney Plus is giving us all these Marvel TV shows and it's, to a certain extent, it's making me question why I even need any of the Marvel movies. Because like I walked you. away, How dare you, well, sir? Because like I walked away from Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and I was like, I wish this was a show because the pacing was all over the place. But I could see as I'm watching it, I could see like, all right, the bus, the bus scene is the end of episode one, and then I'm like, okay, the Fight Club scene is the end of episode two, like it almost broke itself out mm-hmm. into like a serialized TV show better than it fit as a movie at a certain point. And now yeah. that's all I can see with these characters. I was talking to somebody who works in post, uh, specifically with Disney and Marvel. And there's something that's been going on since the Avengers movie, maybe before, but it's just with the frequency and the size of these films. Um, I don't think all of them, but some of them have two editors. And I think specifically some of the editors tackle the first half of the movie and some the second half of the movie and sometimes you do feel that shift in editors you feel the shift in pacing you feel the shift in tone you feel it in shang chi a bit i mean the the movie structurally has two halves depending on like the kung fu fighting elements and early on and then you get the fantastical kind of zoo warrior stuff in the second half of the movie but um you felt it on on Joss Whedon's Avengers, when Joss Whedon, in the first Avengers, when Joss's editor handled the first half of the movie and a second editor handled the second half of the movie. And the merging isn't always like fluid. And I can see where you're saying with that, Matt. I still love these Marvel movies. I think they're fun. Oh, Am I, I in love with I, all of them? No, but you know what? Guess, like, I'm not 12 saying, year old like, Jonathan is losing his fucking no, mind no, no. right now. And I'm this not was saying, worth like, all the poundings I got in high school, man. I mean, not college. Yeah. Not, <laughs> fuck. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying that like, it's making me question if movies are the right format for, some of the, for most of these Marvel stories. Because it feels like the TV shows give them the, a little bit more wiggle room. And like, for a dramatic... Rea- like let's take let's we're taking decades of stories at I, times. I hear what you're saying. We just had that conversation with Why the Last Man, though. Yeah, I'm just saying we're taking yeah. decades of stories, consolidating them to two hours. Imagine if someone tried to take the first Game of Thrones book and consolidate that into a movie. 
know what I mean? Yeah. Like it'd be yeah. a fucking mess. It'd be like an yeah. unwatchable mess. Yeah, you're right. And um, I still wanted that Dragonlance movie when I was a kid. That never yeah. happened. <laughs> you know, I was like, I still wanted it. I loved that that fantasy stuff and those books. And I was like, you're gonna make one movie and see how it goes. <laughs> I'm in. I think I got the Wayans Brothers Dungeons and Dragons movie for, for wishing Yo, that so badly. Oh, like, man. yeah, there's your Dungeons and Dragons movie. Pal, yeah. um, but I'm also the kid who likes the Warcraft film, so I like that Warcraft movie that they made over at Legendary. So I don't know. Um, okay, I had I had I had to look it up. Um, what? Uh, this trailer it reminded me, and I couldn't remember the name of the movie. It's so forgettable. It reminded me of The Heat. That 2015. Yes. Oh. It, this looked like The Heat. I'm like, oh, this <laughs> looks bad. I can see where you're going with that. I can see where you're going with that. Not but, all buddy uh, cop uh, films are equal. All right. I'll, I'll this reserve, is definitely a buddy cop judgment. thing. Yeah, not all buddy cops are, are equal. Um all right. Uh you know what? Big time, <laughs> big time Cass on Twitch. He's legit. I like this dude. He goes, you know what? There was an animated Autumn Twilight, which was the first Dragonlance uh, book. <laughs> and there was an animated movie of that. And he said, oh, it, it sucked, though. You're right. <laughs> it did suck. Like a lot of uh, adaptations, it sometimes doesn't work. But um, all right. We've learned a lot today on the Boys Club. We've had a lot of comments. We've had a lot of interaction with the audience. And we've gotten to know our good friend Nick, who uh, is over on the Waifus and Weeaboos podcast here on the geekscape network you can find it on any podcatcher you got like you you get up on the spotify you'll find it you go on the apple podcast you'll find it you like the stitcher the dog catcher whatever the snatcher you're gonna find it Whoa. the waifus and weeaboos shane don't go there because we are podcasters and i gotta tell you you're not just gonna look for waifus and weeaboos even though you love nick now you might want to go a little Xbox Game Passengers and go find Derek and his soft, dulcet tones, which can also be featured with Shane over on the Geekscape Games podcast. That's bi-weekly and every week you can hear Matt on 17 of the podcast here on the Geekscape <laughs> Network. But Horror Movie Night and One Hit Thunder are really where he hangs his hat. And uh, obviously Jonathan only has time for this main Geekscape show. And you're getting it a day late, so he barely has time for and, that. And, and you've got time for a Patreon show as well that people can get on patreon.com backslash geekscape.net. That's right. We're recording one this week. And I think Matt and I are going to focus on this problem we have facing us uh, about panels and uh, and what works in a panel at a convention, what doesn't work in a panel at conventions. Uh, and we got to address that because I think Shane's coming down for LA Comic Con. It's the first week of December. Matt's coming down, and uh, we're going to LA Comic Con it up, both on the panels, on the floor. I think I've been a- I'm being asked to moderate some of the big name guests on the main stage. We got to smuggle Derek there. across the border. <laughs> you got to do it, Derek. It's my birthday, December fifth, yeah. and you got to do it. You got to come celebrate my birthday with me, please, pretty please. <laughs> the, the border's not even open right now. That's, well, that's why I said we're smuggle, smuggle you. you. Smuggle, yeah. yeah Shane, Shane's in Alaska. He he lives in an airplane hangar. He can do some I, shit. I got you, man. I got you, man. We'll we'll just we'll we'll roll you up and we'll put you in one of those caskets they put in the the the, the caravans, and then we'll no, just no, no, bring no, no, you down. No, 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 no. Fuck the caskets. I was thinking oh. maybe a carpet. I got a better idea. We're shipping a bunch of Mondo posters to LA Comic Con. We're going to wrap <laughs> Derek up. Hey, listen, he's going to be buried in that shit anyway one day. Why not we wrap Derek up in his unframed 
unhung Mondo posters he's never going to do anything with. We wrap them up in it, do a little paper mache and say that we're going to do an exhibit with the Mondo posters that Derek's got everywhere. And uh, we'll ship that stuff to LA and Derek will be in there and then we'll chisel them out of the paper mache mummified Mondo poster and we'll, we'll he can hang with us. It's my birthday, Derek. I, I honestly, I honestly think we could we could pull something off from him to, to from there to Seattle. You know, get, get yeah, some, we can smuggle you across the border, man. Get, get we some can do cool, this. We've seen enough cool movies, man. We know how to do this. Yeah, yeah. Put you in a box. Get some cool ranch Doritos. We could do this. <laughs> Are you in, Derek? We'll t- we'll talk. We'll talk. That's a no. He's Canadian. You know, he's he's scared. <laughs> you know, okay, we're gonna give your plane ticket to Nick. All right. I just feel like, do you guys want to be around? Like, that sounds like a lot of people to be around at once. Like, I've been around like 10 people at once lately, <laughs> and that felt weird. And so, like, how many thousands of people are going to be at? Is it still well, at the San Diego? You need, listen, you need to chill. I went to see Green Day at Dodger Stadium. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was looks, fantastic. Yeah, it was outdoors. Yeah. I got to tell you, I was, our good friends in Lesson Jake, I was starting to feel a little antsy inside there, but <laughs> hey. It'll be great by November. This whole COVID thing will be at zero by November. <laughs> Don't you worry. Easter. We'll get a 10-pack of ivermectin, send it down. It's all yours. I mean, it worked for Joe Rogan. Listen, yeah. yeah, suck on that horse worm shit. Like, go ahead and do it. And uh, listen, we got to go back to Nick because Bolt, he's like, Nick's just watching anime right now, not even paying attention <laughs> to the show. We haven't heard <laughs> Nick's voice in two seconds. If you get one thing from this podcast episode it's matt needs money please get over the patreon if you get two things (laughs) from this podcast episode our good buddy nick is now in the boys club he's now part of geekscape he's got this podcast wife diamond dogs oh Oh, we didn't even talk about talk about ted lasso making my grown ass cry we haven't even talked about every week every friday i'm crying let's cry yeah I just right, I just was thinking Metal Gear Solid Five when you guys kept talking about Diamond Dog, so that's how disconnected I am from society. This is better than Metal Gear Solid Five because Metal Gear Solid Five was a disappointment, as we've talked that's about right. on the podcast. Hey, hey, save it for Geekscape Games. We didn't even talk about Shane's recent splurge all over his freaking. I'm going to talk about sport. heels too. Is anyone watching no. heels? Y'all save it for the Geekscape <laughs> Games. If you want that content, Geekscape, you're going to have to subscribe to 19 shows on the Geekscape Network. Well, just subscribe to Geekscape Games, Waifus Weebus. Um, horror movie night. Do them all. Uh, click, you know, yeah. Click, d- click if you see all. Geekscape, just subscribe to it. Click anyway, them all. Click them all. We're here every week, in some form, and we're multiplying like fucking wet gremlins here. So we're the COVID of podcast. We are. We are the Delta variant. We are the Delta Force. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. Tell them to subscribe. My show, Wife is Weebos. You guys get it. I've said it a million times. All right. All right. Nick, anything to add? Um, what's your favorite hentai? Itadaki Sekai. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. All right, no That's hesitation. Boy, can you spell that for Shane so we can look it up when we're? Oh, on I know, I know what it is. Don't worry, I know. What it is. <laughs> I have, I, I have the Blu-ray down here. If you need, Shane's got the 4K Blu-ray. So yeah, I got the, I got the cells, the animation cells. Shane's like, oh, I can't make it to LA Comic Con. I have to go to Philly. And <laughs> all right, uh, but, if I, but if I'm going to say anything, I, I, I appreciate you having me on, and I'm um, I'm happy to be a part of the Boys Club and Geekscape as well. Yeah. Dude, we love having you, man. We love having you. Okay, Delta Force out, Diamond Dogs out, Geekscape is forever. Uh, we'll see y'all next time. All right.
Bye. Peace. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.